Loading. The Crypto Coffee Podcast. Episode 12. Should we be worried about Jose? Homeboy but the Martian. And Jesus Christ is my cryptid. Ready. Set. Play. gentlemen how are you guys doing doing great hello okay. listeners i'm efren soze and zeus we are the cryptic coffee podcast the only show that scares you and makes you laugh i mean we're not good at either one but we're trying so we have to do both for now like to be fair we're spending like three weeks in between episodes it's all right though it's hard to do a show during a pandemic jose we have to work loran already has three jobs I barely got one, but I, it's super early in the morning. We're busy, man. We don't have... We, we What? You think this podcast is paying our rent right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I'm just saying, like, it's so hard. It's been so hard for us to, like, be able to get a day to get together to record. Mm-hmm. We do it for fun. We do this for fun. Shout out to our listeners in Brazil. In, oh, we got one in Japan. I think I told you guys. Yeah. Shout out to Japan. Shout out to Colombia. And I... Oh, in Ukraine. Well... What'd you guys bring to drink today, huh? Because of, uh, we got food beforehand and I was like, this is not going to mix well with coffee. I got an Arizona with me. I don't think anyone brought coffee today. Yeah. Cause, uh, I offered to bring Chinese food. I was kind of hungry and yeah, coffee and chai and orange chicken is not going to be, <laughs> that's not a good combination for the toilet, man. Like, I just love the fact that to this day, like there's only been like hand, like a few, a few episodes yeah. where we all managed to bring in coffee. I want to say like maybe three at least. <laughs> Most. <laughs> someone's bringing water someone's bringing soda i always have water <laughs> yeah. that's what i brought i brought uh iced tea from uh 7-eleven the brisk just because i wanted something like major to drink mm-hmm. last few episodes i've been having a cough so i'm like i got two brisks i cannot be coughing this episode trust me jose how you doing actually great um are you sure i have a, actually have a story to tell from uh last thing that happened last week yeah. You remember our previous episodes, I talked about Shazam, Yeah, how I remember it. I was having dinner with a friend, so I'm t- I'm explaining to her Shazam, the movie, The Mandela Effect. Yeah. And this dude who was sitting at a table next to us just ha- happens to be like, you're wrong. And he explains to me how our memories are wrong and stuff. And I'm kind of just like, whatever about it. I'm like, yeah, fine. It makes sense. Your friend. Um, This guy who was sitting next to us, he was explaining to us. Oh, and so was it a stranger? Some complete stranger. Okay. And then the cashier lady, she just happens to walk by, and she's like, "No, I remember that movie." <laughs> so they're they're out there. They're out there. We we exist. There's dozens of us. <laughs> There's that remember dozens. Shazam. Every time he tells me some story, now I'm just like, Jose, no, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> You're lying to yourself. You and like twelve other people are lying to yourself. No, here's the thing too: is that I can actually. I can accept that it doesn't exist. Uh, in my mind, I'm just like, I saw it, but I, maybe I'm wrong. So, it, to me, it's just a fun story to tell. It's like, well, you know, I, I remember seeing it as a kid, but I can, like, I'm not going to fight you and say, no, 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 I saw that shit. Like, I, it's ingrained in my mind. Yeah. But so, like, when the cashier lady was like, no, I remember, and she starts explaining details from the movie as well. It's one of those things where I was like, all right, cool. Vindication. <laughs> 
I wonder what universe you guys come from. Maybe you you came from like a better one. You know what? Most likely, mm-hmm. we we, like, we come from a world where Shazam exists. <laughs> it was great because like and Magic Johnson gets to live his fucking <laughs> life. <laughs> the listeners don't even know if that's gonna be. A- but anyways, the reason I asked dude, is because I'm worried about you, Jose. I genuinely am. I think I know where it's going. Yeah. And to be honest, do I you know where like you are right now? I know you, what day it is. You thankfully. know what day it is? You sure? <laughs> Your microphone keeps falling <laughs> off. I think you're losing like everything, man. So, Zeus, yesterday, today's Wednesday. Yesterday, Tuesday, me and Jose went to a show in LA. This motherfucker texts me Monday, the- last week's Monday. So, a week ago, <laughs> he's like, So, yeah, for tomorrow, uh, we should leave early. I'm like, What are you talking about? We don't have anything planned for tomorrow. He's like, What do you mean? The show? I'll say that's next week. <laughs> and then he doesn't reply for like a solid minute. <laughs> He's like, I legit had to check the day. I was like, what day is it? <laughs> this dude was living a week in the future. <laughs> living his best life. Just <laughs> smiling, doing everything. Just like, la, la, la. <laughs> this dude lost a whole week of time. Dude, for real, it's fucked up too. Because that wasn't the only thing that happened as well. The house, no? The house. All right. So to explain the uh, the first thing. Um, my job, I do early morning shifts. You so, work overnight, y- which kind of explains the whole. Yeah. So I sleep, go to work, I wake up and I go, you know, I go home and I go back to sleep. So for me, days just blur. <laughs> he was sleeping so fast. A whole week went by. He's like, yeah, it's about a week later. And then, um, the house thing. So, um, my mom, she liked to party. She, her, her, her whole life. For the majority of uh, when I was growing up, it seemed to be focused on her friends. Every single thing we did or everything single that she wanted to do, it was for her friends. So my whole childhood, I had this memory of my mom taking us to this house. It's like it's a condo by the beach. You know, it's not a, it's not a rarity to see. Yeah. And I have California. like this. Yeah. I have like this perfect map, the layout or everything. Right. Like in my mind, it's, it's ingrained in my mind. I had a dream where, you know, I had this dream. Where I finally had a place in that condo where I had rented out a place and I was super excited. Yeah. I was happy because it was like, it's a place that was really beautiful. And in my mind, I was like, this is a place where I'd want to be when I grow up. This is the place I want to live at. So, you know, I wake up from the dream, like completely like, well, that makes sense. There's no way I'd be able to afford it like down there. And I start reliving, I start thinking about like, you know, when was the last time I went? And I keep thinking to myself like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Come to find out this place does not exist. <laughs> No, here's the thing, too. So I have vivid memories of this place as a kid, right? And we used to go there a lot. And, of course, you know, over the years, it would be new, get a new paint job. It would get, like, new anemones. Yeah. It would get fixed up. You know, there would be new things, new additions to it. So it wasn't like one day I'd go and then, like, I'd go, in the, I'd go in the next week and it was completely different. Yeah. It was always the same place, the same layout, the same place. You know, everything was mostly the same. But there was, like, over the years, you know, it gained some new additions to it. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you know, I'm thinking this place is a totally real place. I've like backtracked my whole life and like this place does not exist. <laughs> this place is not real. Now, can you imagine from my perspective, this all happens in the span of a week, Zeus. So like he goes from like he starts telling me more and more about like a Mandela effect. So I'm like, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> <laughs> then he tells me, yo, this house didn't fucking exist, bro. I swear this house is real. <laughs> Jose's the only fucking person alive to go in the back rooms and then go back out. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. Like, and then 
just it climaxes in on Monday last week. Just like so tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean tomorrow? It's it's been a rough few months. After that conversation, I was genuinely worried. I was like, you you doing good, man? It just went from like, how are you, man? The thing to be fair, like mentally, I uh, my new job. As much as you know, I don't like waking up in the morning. I don't mind. I love this new job. I've never felt like no, I'm not gonna say I feel fulfilled. Yeah, but I've never. I've never had a job where I don't dread going in. Like, I literally go in. I do my job. There's no one on my back. I don't deal with, like, customers yelling at me. Everyone I've, like, dealt with is nice. Everyone there is super chill. It's an artistic place. So, everyone asks. Um, I started like started learning how to draw last year. Yeah. And it's been going slow, but I'm learning. Everyone there is an artist. So, they always, like, talk to you. Like, oh, you know, how's your art going along? Have you done, like, we have one who's always, like, how's, how's your, um, your Inktober coming along? And, you know, we had a full-on conversation. He's like, well, what's your plan with your with your art? Yeah. And we kind of, you know, we talked about it, and we both have the same goal, is to one day have a published piece. I also like writing, which is why I actually really like this podcast, because I get to write stories. You know, I get to do research and write. One of the things um, I actually miss doing, it's going to sound weird to many people, but I miss doing essays. I used to, like... <laughs> so just don't leave us, please. <laughs> I'm not going to say I love doing essays at school because, you know, you're always timed. Like, you know, you have like it was always homework. You were forced to do it. But when I think about it, if I can like find like these these topics, if I can find a topic on it, something I would enjoy doing it, write a whole essay on it and report it to you guys, report it for the podcast. I feel completely happy with it. That's the thing. I feel like it's not the act of doing an essay. That's the chore. It's probably the topic. Yeah. Maybe that's why they were boring in school, because now that I'm older, uh, I've. I've caught myself watching so many essay like videos on YouTube about like yeah. random things like movies that I like, uh, topics uh, like scientific topics, but like shit that I am genuinely interested in. I remember I watched like I lost three or four hours just watching like movie reviews about like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but all done in like video essay format, like well written, well like spoken. And I'm like, this shit's fucking great. Uh, before we started this podcast, this is like around summer of last year. Um, we were kind of talking about this, but we never like really, we didn't like you know jump the gun on it. I was actually writing essays to do a YouTube channel about stuff, you know, cryptids and stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do my own research and I just want to do it because I wanted to practice doing it. Just it's just a way for me to practice video editing, audio editing, and eventually, like me and my girlfriend, we could start doing animation. So we could do the I could do the the recording, and she would do animations for it. That was kind yeah. of the plan for it. She is an animation major. So our goal was like, hey, you know, I can write an essay about a topic I, I'm interested in and she can do a short animation about it. Yeah. And that had been the goal. Well, it helps that your new job puts you in an area where you're like surrounded by that type of material. Yeah. Like uh, that type of people, that type of material, the customers, your employees probably as, I mean, your coworkers probably as well. Yeah. They're, like, they're all artists. So, they, you know, they all talk about their crafts. They it's it's a really good place. I feel like, like I said, like mentally, I feel completely healthy. Yeah. But as we were talking about earlier, there is simply, there is like something definitely going on. Logically, I don't know about that one. <laughs> mentally, yeah, you're healthy, but just full, I don't know you're fully here. Jose, I'm just worried. I am a daydreamer. How are you doing, Zeus? I haven't seen you in like two weeks, man. That's how it goes almost for everybody. <laughs> really? They always yeah. say that? Yeah. Uh, I feel Especially like with uh, Kennedy and Kaylin. My best friends, they, whenever I hang out with them, they'll be like, damn, it's been like weeks or like a month. You know why? I feel like you radiate a certain energy to where like 
you don't notice it when you're here, but like when he's not here, you're like, I wonder what Zeus is doing or something. Like <laughs> you kind of like miss it. Yesterday, I like I told you, we were hanging out, me and Jose. We we mentioned you. Like, oh, this would be such a Zeus joke or something like that. I forget what the joke is, but like I feel like you radiate that type of energy. What are that you doing? That actually brings us back to, to a quick little thing. What? Do you remember the the counting? <laughs> when what? I when I had texted you about the 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 tickets. Yeah. So Another thing that happened was I was at work and I checked the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> it phrased laughing or remembered. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm counting tickets, right? And I see, okay, we have four tickets. So I'm like, my girlfriend, <laughs> Pua, and a brain. <laughs> Zeus was here for that. <laughs> so this was the first little sign of him like just going. I this was like three weeks ago. I completely forgot about this story. I forgot about this story until it kind of <laughs> brought up. So... We actually, I, we actually almost died uh, last time we came to record because yeah. <laughs> Efrain had to break the car and the fucking freeway because of your dumb ass. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at work, right? And I keep thinking like, all right, when's the show? And I got to look at tickets. For the listeners, four people went. Me, Jose, Jose's girlfriend, and one of our mutual friends. Look at the tickets, right? It's for, it's for tickets. And I'm like, my girlfriend, Pua, and that friend. Who the fuck is the fourth person? <laughs> motherfucker didn't count himself he's like wait this is too many tickets <laughs> literally right we so have I'm like extra t- <laughs> i can't like i i don't know if i did I, did i text you this or did i just no, no. you said it in the car on the way here okay, zeus cool. was there because i don't remember if i text because i remember like i think i was like oh i should text a friend saying we have an extra ticket who the fuck can we invite and i was thinking like oh we can invite zeus <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, said, I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring Zeus to this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm the fourth person. <laughs> I look at Zeus and look he looks at me like, there's no extra ticket, Jose. <laughs> and this, like, so last time we can record, things didn't work out so well, so we couldn't do an episode. Yeah. But the car ride was me telling these stories and Efren having to break the car on the freeway. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. He swerved a bit too, so that was that. <laughs> I'm genuinely like see myself as a good driver. So the fact that you maybe like brake check <laughs> someone behind me, fucking hell. That was really funny though. Yeah. So what have you been doing? I mean, Zeus? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just been vibing. You've been hanging out. Hanging out. Pua says like you play a lot with him now. Oh, yeah. We have. Uh, he, he asked me to play with them, I think yesterday or two days ago. But I had literally woken up. And I was like, all right, sure. And I told, I texted him again, like half asleep. I texted him. I'm pretty tired. I'm not going to lie. I might go back to sleep. I woke up and it was 12 in the afternoon. And I was like, uh, I remember I saw him post something on his story. And then I was like, it's too late now. He's already out. Yeah. So hopefully next time I can play with him. Cause he was like apex. And I was like, right now he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of tired, man. I'm not going to lie. And I knocked out again. Didn't you wake up like one time at like three in the morning? Yeah. And, and like you thought the text was like earlier and you're like, oh, I missed him. But he was online and he had just texted you like yeah. 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. He texted me at three in the morning and I think I woke up at like nine and he's like, oh, I just missed him. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, no, wait, that was like a couple hours ago. <laughs> I was like, he's long gone. <laughs> so we live together, Pooh and I. Dude, I, he is, his room is next to mine. Sometimes he'll just come to work. Come from work immediately. Start screaming at the fucking television. Let's go. <laughs> See, like the thing is, I feel like that's how you know he's home safe. Yeah. If one day you don't hear that screaming, you'll be like, 
I'll get worried. Yeah, like, where the fuck is Pooh at? Where's <laughs> Where's my screaming where's man? Where's Mr. Munyenyo? <laughs> yeah, that too. Mr. Munyenyo. Exactly. So I think we're getting a little too off topic, but it was a nice catch up. This <laughs> nice is, to see you guys after a while. This is where we've been for like, you know, where we've been for the past few weeks. Exactly. And then this is all being cut. <laughs> uh-uh, that's not, that's like a good 17 minutes. Uh-uh. <laughs> we're getting to an hour. Anyways. What'd you guys bring as uh, stories today? Um, so I can start it off. Another thing that happened? I oh got God. cucked by BuzzFeed. What? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure, I, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. So I had been, uh, oh. I always felt disappointed on my stories, so I started working on a new way to format things. And um, I was doing this story and I was super happy with it. Tell me why, just as soon as I finish it, BuzzFeed unsub- uh, uploads a video oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. that fucking topic. <laughs> It's like that sometimes, man. It really is. Great minds think alike. I love how all my friends were like, "Man, fuck them, this and that." But I'm like, they did that shit months ago, and they they like they, they recorded months ago. They edited it. They just uploaded it that hap- that day. I wasn't <laughs> mad about it. All my friends were like, "Man, fuck them, I can't believe that to you." I'm like it, it, like they've been doing this. Like they've been working on that for months. Yeah, I couldn't be mad about it. It so, just happened to be the timing. So you're just gonna wait it out. Yeah, pretty let much. It's die to hell, and like then you'll do yours. Yeah, it gives me more time to research it. Yeah. You'll, your yours will be better. See, we say that, but come on, it's real. It's BuzzFeed. How how bad could it be, man? How good could it be? <laughs> All right. So, what did you bring? So, I've been working on a few different stories, and uh, the one I bring today, I hope one day, Cryptic Coffee Worldwide, we can do uh, places. We can go to this place. It's called the Banshee Labyrinth. It's a pub in Edinburgh's old town. It's Scotland. on Nidri. Yeah, Scotland. Good old Scotland. It's a part of their underground vaults. So they have like a series of underground tunnels and a vault. Yeah. And this pub was built partly into the vault. It's called the Manchie Labyrinth. It's described as the most haunted vault in Scotland. So, you know, it was built underground. And back in the day, these tunnels, they were, you know, they were home to many thieves, murderers, and other types of people. People died in there, stuff like that. Sorry to interrupt, but from my understanding... I think they, I don't know if it's Scotland particularly, but I think they had, that was like the original city, like all those tunnels underneath. Yeah. They basically built the a city on top of the city. So like whatever was on the bottom was like the slums and all the poor people lived underground while they kept constructing new, like newer buildings on top. And what resulted was the city of Edinburgh on top and underneath just like tunnel systems and vaults uh, that were basically the old city. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I think that's how it was built. See, to me, that sounds about right. But yeah, you know, these type of people, they were in the vault. They were underground. And it said that these, today, like, no, to this day, these are the people that actually haunt the uh, the pub. Yeah. So guests who go there describe it as, you know, they describe glass falling off their tables. They describe things being thrown at them. They're, like, smashed against the wall. And, like, in the dark corners, they'll hear whispers. Like, just, they can't make it out, but they'll hear whispers from, the like, the corners of the, the room. Yeah. So, the place is called the Banshee Labyrinth, correct? Mm-hmm. And there's actually a story of a banshee there. So, right near, nearby this place is the home of Lord Edward, a 16th century tyrant. Lord Edward who Stark. Who was heavily religious. And um, it, said, you know, it said that he lured women into his home, accused them of being witches, and tortured them until he confessed. And many of these women that he you know, tortured and killed are you know, part of the haunting. And some of them are reported to be banshees. 
Mm-hmm. There was a man who, uh, who worked on it when the, when the pub was being renovated. He says that he saw a woman crying. You know, he saw her crying and he went to go, you know, talk to her. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he got to her, she lifted her face and it was it was pale and there was no eyes. So <sighs> it was empty eye sockets. Her eyes had been taken out. She uh, screamed at him. And a couple, like, so apparently she, like, you know, screamed a blood, like, it was described as a blood-curdling scream. A legit screaming banshee? Yeah. A few minutes after that, he received a phone call saying that one of his family members had died. That was part of the story that, you know, that was set there. And that, um, after that incident, that's where the pub got its name from. The, uh, the Banshee Labyrinth. Okay. That shit got real quick. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Rarely does, like, a ghost sighting, like, uh match with like a, a fucking like something actually bad happening to you in your life like the thing too it was minutes yeah usually that's just for like ufos ufos like are what ruin your life <laughs> not ghost encounters but yeah and then there's another spirit of a man named old jack who haunts the women's restrooms <laughs> he apparently like slams the doors between the I cubicles don't like old jack. <laughs> yeah he apparently slams the doors between the cubicles and stuff and then just turns off the, the hand dryers on and off Kind of just trolls them. Yeah, not bad then. And then apparently in the chimney, they found a, a shoe there with the name uh, inscribed Molly in it. Apparently, people uh, see Molly a six like they describe her as a six year old girl mm-hmm. around in the main bar area. People, you know, they see her running around. There, there's reports of uh, them going to the bartender. It's like, who's that kid that's running around? <laughs> of course, they're new there and they don't really know. Oh yeah, it's just the ghost uh, Molly. Yeah. I wonder how big this like pub is. I, like I said I'm hoping one day we get enough. Like if we can make it, I would love to do like a, like just go there. I want to go to so many places. We're de- we would definitely go to Edinburgh even if we this podcast no longer exists. <laughs> I definitely want to go to Edinburgh. It's, it's a beautiful like uh, city. All of Scotland's beautiful, honestly, except for the Highlands. <laughs> Fuck the Highlands. He doesn't mean it. I'm actually lying because. The Highlands have those fucking cows that are like super hairy. Oh, well, now you can't take it back. No, I can. I can literally edit this out. <laughs> I'm the editor of this show. I can do whatever I want. No, I would like a power trip. I would hope you edit this out because I'm looking for a comment. There's a comment about the uh, the area. I want to because I want to end it on um, comments from an employee there. Yeah. All right. So I'm back to it. All right. So I actually have a couple quotes from uh, a employee who works there named Teresa Don. Who she told um, Aaron Bro News. So I have a couple quotes from her which say, um, when you're in there alone sometimes, you get this feeling that you aren't alone. But there's no one there. And then sometimes you see moves, you see things move in the corner of your eye. We have had people coming up to us and asking why there's a little girl walking around. Apparently claims that to this day or whenever she, whenever she works, she can't close the bar alone because she doesn't want to be stuck in there with them. Makes sense. So there's my little short story of uh, the Banshee Labyrinth. The little girl gave me, like, Queen Mary vibes, no? Isn't there a girl on, like, Pool 13? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was, like, that came to my mind. I believe her name is Jackie. Jackie and Molly. That's a TV show right there. <laughs> Two ghosts <laughs> on the opposite ends of the world. In a world. <laughs> so, Zeus, what'd you bring? Well, um, I was looking up shit to talk about, and then there was an article that was, like, 11 of the scariest ghost stories on Reddit. So I was like... Oh, all right. So let me. Is just... one of mine's in there? No, I doubt it. <laughs> I didn't read through the whole thing. I just okay. saw like the first three, and I was like, "All right, let's see the the next one. See if that one's good because they were pretty good." And the next one I saw, it was called the Unrest Stop. 
the that, that one was that one seemed really good, so I brought that one. Okay, so it's like a scary story, like a creepy pasta, or is it like a real? Yeah, I'm assuming so because it's like from what people have like experienced. Oh, okay. Come on, dude. No one will make up something on the internet. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before you start reading, what the? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Tell me that's not a cute cow. That's, that's, the, that's the cutest cow you'll ever see. That's cute as fuck. It's, it's a Highland cow, and they're from the north of Scotland. All right. That's a, that's so a, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Highlands. That's a cryptid. Right. So <laughs> while we're off topic, as I was reading the story, Zeus took off his beanie. Mm-hmm. In the corner of my eye, I thought he had dreads. And I didn't want to look over oh, at it's him. It's just because of like, how, how my fucking hair is. I, yeah. And so I'm like this. like I'm looking uh, at my notebook right in front of me. In the corner of my eye, I see Zeus's hair out. And I'm like... I think he put on dreads or while we haven't seen him. Don't turn around. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Wait until the story's over. Then say, what the fuck just happened? Accept it. Accept it. And then don't he looked and him. he saw my hair was just really fucking curly. And he's like, oh, oh, never mind. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right. What did? <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up a different picture. It was just the same one. No, that's Jeffrey. That's the cutest one of all them. <laughs> Does it actually say Jeffrey on it? No fucking fraud <laughs> i named him jeff i do want a farm <laughs> with nothing but highland cows that's one of my secret like future goals We're, hopefully this podcast makes it if thing. it makes it i'm dipping boys <laughs> you're gonna have to run this shit <laughs> fuck you mean bro we'll we do- have zoom yeah that's why we'll do it on zoom or you guys could come live with me <laughs> a bit of a farm. violently shaking his head <laughs> fucking dutch vandalin over here wants to start a farm yeah it won't be haunted i swear no, it'll fuck, like all the shit we've been talking about will follow you. <laughs> hey, look, if it ain't haunted when you buy it, we'll make sure it's haunted. We'll buy you a Ouija board. With your Ouija board pillow? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling him I bought a Ouija board pillow at uh, Spirit Halloween a couple years ago. I didn't even know they had those. That's pretty cool. We sell them at, um, at the, my store. Oh, yeah? we uh, I see them around and I think about buying them, but I'm like, do I really want to invite Bazoos into my house? No, no. Kahuhu does. You don't want him. <laughs> All right, Zeus, go ahead. All right. I was driving across the country with my mom and sister when I was 16, and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were all... Uh, wait. But we were well-rested <laughs> still and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break. So we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men standing still outside of it when we got there everything felt wrong we'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then my mom and sister went inside and i stayed in the car i heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work and they left in a hurry i was waiting in the car oh wait i was i was watching the car in front of us and the two men had not moved at all not an inch they weren't talking, they weren't on phones, they were just standing there, still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us, while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map we had. 
We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and got only confused looks. We've only traveled on that interstate since, and there is no rest stop. So I'm looking on Google Maps right now. I don't know if it's my inexperience of like traveling the country. Oh, damn. Jose. <laughs> he almost knocked the whole thing over. I don't know if it's my inexperience of traveling the country. I've only traveled through like California and like some of the Western states. But I can't imagine going 200 miles without a rest stop. Right? Yeah. yeah. It seems kind of. I've gone to like way up north and there's a rest stop almost every like 50, 60, 70 miles max, I think is what I've I've seen. I took a trip to San Francisco and I passed a bunch of like McDonald's, uh, gasoline stations, trucker stops, a bunch of cities. And you're in the, like the middle of like goddamn nowhere. So like I can't think of an interstate that's like 200 miles without anything. Maybe like Route 66, but even then there's still stops. I just thought the whole thing was creepy. Yeah. Just the two dudes and then. They went back and they they didn't see the fucking rest stop. There I like anymore. the detail of it's black but it's not eyes. Like it's a void because you think of like black eyed children. Yeah. But they have eyes, like they'll reflect and like it's you could see that it's black. But that the fact that it's just a void that was kind of like a more creepy aspect. See, I want to thank your friend for giving me nightmares because uh, whenever I think about the black eyed children, I get nightmares about them. <laughs> Those things are freaky, man. Yeah. I would not want to like fuck with those yeah same here they're like zeus you can only like they only go in if you invite them <laughs> that's true that is, <laughs> that is true <laughs> have you seen like there's a bunch of youtube videos about black eyed children there's like a whole community of people that have like you know how everyone has like a fucking uh, door cam nowadays yeah there's a bunch of videos of just like black like just children just standing like it's it'll be like 11 o'clock at night no business of a child just being there see um that's gonna like i there's a lot of things that um i'll sit through that's not one of them <laughs> see and not only that so a little uh, fun fact is i sit across from the window so if Ryan's staring towards the office and i'm staring at the window mm-hmm. i have constant fears of like whenever i look at it i have constant fears of something or someone being back there like peeking in what's behind there is just an alley and a park a uh, parking spot there are many times when we've been telling stories here where like I'll look, I'll start at the window, and in my mind I'll picture like something fucking creepy, yeah. just staring at us. Honestly, I've never been too scared in this office because I've been here alone, yeah, a bunch of times. No, I've been all right, but that is I do get your point. It is pretty creepy out there. It's dark as fuck too. Just yeah, imagine like, uh, Carl Weezer looking at us through the window. Don't. don't okay, now I'm scared. <laughs> Carl Weezer singing slow dancing in the dark. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that gives me like comfort is knowing that there's the we're on the bottom floor. These are all offices, but on the top floor it's apartments. So there's people just living their lives up on top of us right now. So that's the only thing I'm like. If I die here, it won't be alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that is fucking creepy. The idea. Oh, so going back to the black-eyed children. The scariest part, uh, the scariest video that I've seen, it's a guy in a cabin. <laughs> and, dude, it's fucking scary because he's in the middle of the woods, nowhere. There should not be a child there. <laughs> and he videotapes it like, can I come in? He's like, no, why not? I don't know exactly. It's been a couple years since I've seen the video. But, like, it's just so fucking creepy. And he's really like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, 
one in the morning, you're in the middle of the woods, let's say 20 miles off any road and like 50 miles away from any like major city. Just a fucking kid trying to sell you cookies or some bullshit. I would be like, <laughs> no, please. No, thank you. No. So, yeah, that that creeps me out. I, so, I haven't plugged it in yet, but there's something I want to bring up uh, about that. Something I do hope to do, because we're kind of camera shy. At least I don't think I am too much. Something I do want to do for the Instagram is like have little snippets of us. Yeah. Re- watching and reacting to like ghost videos that we have not seen. Like I'm pretty sure um, if we like recorded me reacting to a black eyed children video, you'd probably get a few scares out of me. Probably. Or like, you know, we can find some, you know, just hopefully future stuff, future content for the Instagram, like us reacting to uh, newer ghost videos. Stuff that from stuff from our childhood because I have been posting stuff from my childhood, but it's just like pictures and stuff. It's not none of us reacting to it. Oh, you know, when we went off on a big rant, I think it was like episode five or six when we were just talking about those videos of like that. We watched when you, we should yeah. watch all of those. The car video, the green chair, all like the maze. We should do something I, like that. Did I upload the green chair? Uh, is, that, is, that, is that a different one? I don't think you did. No, because I know I uploaded a it was a green filter video of an office. With uh, stuff getting thrown around and the chair just fly, oh, no, flying no, no. across the room? No, the green chair is just, it's an edited like video that jump scares you. It's just like the car. <laughs> oh, shit. I yeah. sent that one in the group chat. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Time to, for my story. So, do you guys remember where we left off last, last time? Hell yeah, I've this. been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, our good friends, Vladimir and Olga, they get abducted. They see some slugs. <laughs> The slugs take Olga. Vladimir starts kicking ass. They open Olga up, unfortunately. She doesn't even notice. This was all previous uh, episode. So, now it's Vladimir's turn. The slugs come get him. How bad could it be, right? They already did all that shit to Olga. He's probably thinking the worst, I am imagining. Like, yeah. Holy fuck, they're going to take my dick off and like experiment with it. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Not that bad. Unfortunately? Because Olga had to go through all that shit and Vladimir's not going to go through it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I'm a little mad. Look, Vladimir's been fighting, though. Vladimir's been a fighter this whole time. I'm just a little mad <laughs> that they had to cut up my girl Olga like that. <laughs> Bitch saw her insides and then Vlad. This is what happens to Vlad. He goes into a room and the Green Ripper's already there. I think that's where I left off, right? Yeah. All right, so once there... The professor, the guy that looks like the Grim Reaper, that's what I'll be calling him from now on, and the doctors, they all told Vlad about their society. According to them, they are beings from a super colony that is similar to ants on Earth, where every creature has a specific role and works for the collective good of the whole. So whatever you do, you already have, like from birth, you already know your role and you do it. Have you guys seen those videos of the ant whose only job in life is to plug the hole to the colony? They have a big-ass head. That's all I can think about. Like, who's the guy with the big-ass head in (laughs) in that planet? Vlad, according to him, would struggle to understand many of the concepts, concepts that were explained to him. So... They inserted images into his head telepathically, kind of like John Rogers. <laughs> they were like, this dude's too stupid to understand. <laughs> Just put pictures in his head. <laughs> this Ukrainian John Hodges. Ukrainian John Hodges. Jan Hodges. 
Then Vlad was officially presented to the professor. This is the first time Vlad speaks to him. Vladimir asks, why do you need us? Y'all want to know what the professor said? What the professor say? What you want to guess? Uh, just because. <laughs> I don't know. Jose? At our show last night, we there was a lot of uh, aliens and seed talk. <laughs> so my mind went straight to the seed. <laughs> the professor responds, it has to be done. So Zeus was actually <laughs> the closest. <laughs> just nonchalantly. It has to be done. But as compensation for their trouble, Vladimir and Olga would be treated to a tour of the galaxy. So it's not all that bad. I mean, if you're going to get up, you're not going to feel it. You're going to get patched up. You're still not going to feel it. And for your for compensation, you're going to get a tour of the galaxy. I think I'd be done So far, everything that's happened to them has not been painful. Emotionally yeah. traumatizing? Yes, sure. But that's just life. <laughs> I mean, look, they, they cut you open and they treat you to a view of the galaxy. Remember, last episode, they put a gun inside Vladimir's head. They pointed at him and then inserted the whole fucking thing in his head. I don't know if it's still in there or not, but they have not felt pain. Olga has been cut up. They have not felt any pain. So, as a treat, you get to see the galaxy. No other human has ever done that before. Yeah, right? I'd be down for it. I'm down. Dude, I'm happy. If they, if they told me that, I would have been like, bro, just cut me up again. You can have one of my kidneys. <laughs> The next thing they knew, Vladimir and Olga were seated in what looked like armchairs. Everything around them, the walls, the ceiling, the floor, it all becomes transparent. So they're basically, it's almost like they got super high in a movie in the 70s. They're in armchairs in space. (laughs) Everything becomes transparent and they're just floating through the cosmos. Yeah. Olga sees Earth. At this point, it's a tennis, it's the size of a tennis ball. Then they see a big burst of light. I'm assuming they're traveling really fast at this point. That's what like the burst of light means. The next thing they know, they find themselves in an alien world unlike nothing they've ever imagined. They were then taken to a hangar-like room and escorted into a cigar-shaped craft, Jose. Most UFOs? Most UFOs are like cigars, which the professor called the space boat. I love that little detail. Not the spaceship, not the space car, like, get in the boat. <laughs> See, at this point, I'm kind of imagining, like, you know how people name their boats and their yachts and shit? Yeah. I'm imagining the aliens are doing the same with their, like, their crafts. <laughs> old Timeless. <laughs> get into Old Timeless and let's go. Once inside, they started flying away from the mothership and into the planet below. So they are separating from the actual, like, uh, spacecraft that uh, or, uh, abducted them. The professor's there with them. He explains that this is their home world, a place that humans refer to as Andromeda Nebula. Now, that's not real. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever heard of and anyone's ever mentioned Andromeda Nebula. We've heard of Andromeda Galaxy, but not Nebula. And I think a nebula is like what happens when like a star is dying. I feel like if this is all true, our boy probably just he, Vlad was just like, okay, these words sound just about right, and just stitch them together. Who's gonna? Ver- who's? How are you gonna verify? How are you gonna claim? So you think because Vladimir didn't understand shit to the point where they had to put images in his head. Once he came back down and he had to explain to people, he's just making shit up, huh? Just the word, just the name. Yeah, yeah. He said something about Andromeda Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> Not trust me, bro. He said it. 
Because <laughs> I mean, think about it like this. I've never thought about this theory, but it makes full sense if you think about it. Because like, let's say they like for sure they probably gave him a name. Yeah. Like they gave him a name, and he's just like, "Well, I'm not gonna remember that." Yeah. He and just he's said like, "Some bullshit." Yeah. He's like, "I've heard the name Andromeda. I've heard Nebula. <laughs> Put them together. <laughs> Those are two words that perfectly have you've heard before, but you've never heard them together. But the thing is, you've heard them in the context of space. Yeah. So he's like, all right, those are two space words. Just put them together. Makes, that honestly makes perfect sense, and it might be my new theory. <laughs> <laughs> His people lived below ground in hive-like structures. So they really are like ants. They live underneath the planet, inside of it. The professor says that they do not dr- eat and drink like humans, but they, as- they still absorb nutrients in a more, quote, sophisticated way. Maybe really... <laughs> Maybe I think this is all from Vlad, and he's just, like, trying to explain it. The professor then reveals a secret. He tells Vladimir and Olga that humans are not from Earth. He says, this is the funny part again, humans and cows were brought there from another planet. He did not elaborate from where the humans came from and why they were brought there. What about the cows? I don't know. He doesn't say cows ever again. He just says that as a detail. You and cows... Different planet. You know which cow I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Jeffrey over here. We're going to have to put him on the Instagram. <laughs> so the thing is, I, so I, I always say it a lot. I'm going to post it on the Instagram. I completely forget when the episode's done. So you're you gonna save to... the pictures and then you're like, fuck, 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 whenever it gets uploaded. Yeah. Because we're backlogged. This is going to, ha- we're going to see a bunch of episodes before <laughs> this one gets uploaded. Definitely got to like remind me to upload a picture of the fucking cat. Yeah. <laughs> Cat, the cat? The cow. <laughs> I don't. That's not a cat, brother. You gotta. That's a door blast cow. You gotta. Jeffrey send. is a Highland cow, and he's proud. <laughs> we definitely just gotta like, make a note to upload a picture of Jeffrey when the podcast goes up. <laughs> okay. Next thing, he also. I told Josh something was gonna happen. What is that? Either fireworks or gunshots. I have headphones on. You don't have headphones on. You know what I thought that was? What? I thought Zeus was rustling a bag. I'm like, leave the Chinese bag alone. Then I look at the Chinese bag in front of me. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I told y'all, man, that fucking alleyway is scary as shit. It sounds like someone with bubble wrap just going ham. Yeah, it sounds like bubble wrap. Want me to open the door see what it is? No. Yeah. Just yell out. Hey, <laughs> 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 right, we're recording in here. Can you keep it fucking down? You walk out with a bathrobe and slippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hair's like curled up. <laughs> they know fully well this is an office too. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like a mask on too, like the cucumber ones. Yeah. <laughs> he also revealed that the reason they were interested in humans is because humans are capable of feeling emotions that his people could never be able to. How do you guys interpret that? Uh, I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out where feelings come from. Yeah. That's why they're... Uh... Probably why they're cutting them up and stuff. Because that is a very, like, interesting idea, right? Very few... I don't know. We obviously can't be for sure. But, like, very few animals don't show as much emotion as much as humans. Yeah. Some animals are capable of having emotions. And some animals, like orcas, have more emotions that we don't have. But, like, for the majority, we're, like, the most emotional animal. We're the only animal that talks about itself and shit like that. Yeah. Or thinks about itself, at least. So maybe that applies to space? That was also an interesting detail to me. Maybe aliens are just like full-on computer-like type people. And they're like only, they can only think this like logically. 
So whenever they think of like humans falling in love, they're like, what the fuck is that? Well, I mean, at yeah. least on this planet, they all say, you know, they have their own role. They have a collective role in the, in the, so it makes me think maybe some of them, their life were like, you know, their, their role is their life. Yeah. They don't have, they evolved. They don't, they don't have a necessity for love. Feeling our emotions, they they're just not do think, the role. They're not thinking about themselves. Yeah, they're thinking about the the colony. Maybe just that's how they planet. evolved. Yeah. yeah, they just work on their planet, make sure it's still running. Stuff like love, anger, any emotion is just evolved out of them. Yeah, that wasn't interesting because remember when uh, Vladimir is fighting the fucking slugs and throwing them around like he's fucking uh, Chuck Norris. <laughs> they 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 telepathically <laughs> tell him. Why are you resisting us? But they never sound angry. Yeah. They just sound like, why are you doing this? Stop it. <laughs> why? It's illogical to them. They're get like, some help. Yeah, it's, it's, it's illogical to them that something would resist them. Yeah. They've never seen this kind of emotion. Yeah, that's kind of weird. After the tour, the space boat returned to the mothership, and then Vladimir and Olga were back at the armchairs. The ship then appeared above a second unknown planet. Vlad and Olga asked how it was possible to travel so fast. The professor says that they... Here's an interesting one. This is 2008, so people know about these concepts, but still it's interesting. It would have been more interesting if it was like in the 70s or something. The professor says that they are not able to travel faster than the speed of light, which is a theory that most scientists have today. They think that is, that's the limit. Nothing can pass the speed of light. However... They are able to rip through space-time itself instead. So if you know about this theory, instead of traveling faster than the space, you just rip through the dimension itself and like create a wormhole and just pop out on the other side. Part of me thinks like that, like as a yeah, the wormhole thing. Yeah, I've always pictured though for black holes where you just I know I know the theory about black holes and stuff. Yeah, but part of me's always like been curious about like what if you just like pop in there and pop out somewhere else. Yeah, this is not gonna help because this is a visual thing. So, listeners, I'm sorry, but say I have a piece of paper. Yeah. You're on one side, and you have to travel here. If you're going at the constant, at the speed of light, it's still going to take you a while. Say it's, like, a really far. Yeah. What they're doing is they're folding the paper and then just jumping off <laughs> and then <laughs> unfolding the paper, and they're like, oh, we're here. That's basically the concept of, like, the wormhole theory. So, they're basically telling us, scientists, nope, you cannot go faster than the speed of light, but there are other, there are other ways of traveling. So, that's interesting. So, they told this to Vlad. Yeah. And then he relates back to them. Yeah, I think Olga asks. Yeah, Olga asked why, how it's possible to travel so fast because they're just going from planet to planet like yeah. instantly in seconds. And that's his answer. <laughs> Vladimir would later admit that the concepts the professor had explained were beyond him. <laughs> but he says, quote, Einstein would have been pleased. <laughs> I love Vlad. Vlad's just having an adventure, man. He hasn't been cut up. He has a gun in his head. He's watching <laughs> shit. <laughs> Vlad's going to have a lot more fun later. The professor went on to explain that their spacecrafts were so were also surrounded by a field of plasma, and this made the crafts undetectable and invisible to the human eye. As the professor went on, Vlad heard telepathically one of the slugs talked to the professor and say, now this human knows too much. That's where shit starts like, oh, fuck. The slug continues to say, they have to stay with us or they must be eliminated. Instantly, Vlad gets pissed. Immediately, <laughs> he screams and tells them that he was not afraid of them. 
lest I remind you, I just beat your fucking ass a couple <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And if they tried anything, he would vigorously resist. Vlad believes that this threat would have fallen on deaf ears, if not for the fucking ass beating that he had just shown them earlier. <laughs> and showing them that he was able to break their paralysis. He says that after he made this threat yelling at them, the aliens changed their, their tone and spoke to him in a more respectful manner. They, they knew what Vlad was capable of. They, you know, real recognize real. <laughs> real they recognize. gave him his respect that he need from Kiev. Olga did not notice any difference in their tone. <laughs> so again, to your theory, Vlad's just making this shit up. He's just seeing what he thinks to see. Olga saw no difference from his uh, threat. They're just like, okay, whatever. I feel like Vlad could be the unreliable narrator here. Because <laughs> he's like, you know what? Maybe while I'm telling the story, who's going to check me on this? <laughs> who's going to check me on this? Apparently Olga. <laughs> she did not notice any difference in their behavior nor tone of voice. And it was at this point that a new type of being entered the room. So we got the slugs, we got the doctors, and we have the professor. That's our three types of aliens here. Yeah. A fourth one comes in. A female. She was humanoid like the doctors with legs, but unlike the doctors, she had a nose, a mouth, and eyes. So she was more normal than any other alien here. We got slug motherfuckers, we got humanoids with no fucking face, facial features, and we got the grim fucking reaper. Yeah. <laughs> so when a, a humanoid woman alien comes in and looks more normal, you're like, okay, this is new. Although it was obvious that she was female... Vladimir was put off by her, her bald head and her green skin. So once she walks in, it's clear she's a human alien female. He's like, ugh. Because <laughs> she's bald and green. This is why I don't like Vlad. <laughs> the professor then suggested that Vladimir should have sex with the female. You know, for science. <laughs> Especially like Vlad Tognogo is like, well, it's for science. <laughs> Their curiosity is focused on where Vlad would put it. This is where it gets a little weird. <laughs> How does it fit? What positions would he use? They're trying to study human sex. You do not know where you would put it, really? They're trying to study human sex. I don't know about that, man. That's That, that put me off. Vladimir was amused at the prospect, but ultimately he told him, Sorry, guys, I cannot have relations with such a alien-looking female. This motherfucker is discriminating, bro. <laughs> Fuck, man. He called her ugly to her face. That's fucked up. It's... He naked, too. That's the funniest part. They're all naked while all this is happening. <laughs> so I they're like, God, all about bitch, that. you ugly. <laughs> Just <laughs> while you're naked. That's so fucked up. But this was not a problem. Because after Vlad says this, the female walks onto a platform and then she is bathed in a bright light. After a couple of seconds, the female stepped out. And she had completely changed. What Vlad now saw was an eye-catching specimen of an earthbound beauty. As so Rob Morphy says. <laughs> Fucking eyes popping out. Tongue unrolling like a <laughs> He marveled at the sight of her dark hair and pale skin. Vlad was shocked at how accurately the, the aliens were able to create what he calls his version of the archetypal ideal feminine beauty. So I'm assuming they went into his head, they scanned his like inner thoughts, his brain. Yeah. They're like, 
according to him, this is what the perfect woman looks like. Yeah, and that's like, what's standing in front of him. Like, damn, Olga looks nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that the aliens probably prompted his mind and used this to create the perfect woman for him. After realizing this, Vlad thought, if these creatures were going to go through all that trouble, <laughs> who was he to refuse their hospitality? Just some humble human being. After all, it was for science, boys. Ah. <laughs> oh. So Vladimir goes, damn! <laughs> he goes deep in this bitch. Instantly starts making out. Instantly starts like, I'm ready. I'm doing it. Immediately. No second thought. This motherfucker is going to fuck her right here, right now. Dude, this whole time, I've been waiting. To, I've been thinking clerks, too. There goes homeboy. You fucked a Martian. Martian. <laughs> the whole time, I've been thinking about that quote. That's the second time you've done this quote on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> fucking hell he is having the time of his fucking life that is until he made eye contact <laughs> with his wife oh god dude, <laughs> all there. Time. they're all there <laughs> the professor the fucking slugs the doctors and <laughs> olga <laughs> it's like, safe to say olga was a little angry <laughs> for the rest of his life what was I supposed to do? Say no? <laughs> They're aliens. What was I supposed to do? What did I do? Dude, he went, what back, did I do? he went back to fucking caveman mentality. He just said, <laughs> naked woman. <laughs> Olga began to shriek that the aliens take Vladimir, Vladimir away from the female. The aliens were confused. They're like, quote, you guys made on Earth all the time. And Olga... Screams at them, no, we don't just mate. We have feelings and emotions. Something that's clearly not known to these fucking aliens. Yeah, once again, coming back to um, dating experience, they probably didn't know jealousy was a thing. So they are confused, but for proper reasons. They don't know what emotions are. They don't know that they just, that they mate with rituals and in like a different manner. Upon seeing his wife so fucking angry. Vladimir stopped all contact with the alien, like a good man should. <laughs> Only when he was, when he realized he's she's watching me. He's already probably inside, but he knows when he's like, wrong. He really just went full ape, just full caveman, <laughs> just saw a pretty woman, went for that. Like, if he forgot his wife was right there. I can't believe this motherfucker was like, well, if you insist. <laughs> and then, like, I can't believe it took him that long to realize, my wife is right there. Keep in mind, it was the same lady that he said, oh, she's fucking ugly. Three <laughs> seconds ago. Dude, Vladimir's fucking crazy, man. You know the, uh, have you guys played Donkey Kong 64? Yeah. yeah. You know when he sees, when you collect the big bananas and he goes, oh, <laughs> banana. <laughs> That's what he said when he saw the fucking oh. woman come out. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. The professor shook his head and said in a bemused tone, We do not understand you. Why haven't you intelligent animals destroyed yourselves yet? (laughs) We're working on that. How can you survive with your emotions? Well, I say to the professor, give it two more years. We're working on it. We're almost there. (laughs) The professor began to explain why his species abducted humans. The main task of doing so was beyond psychic research. Now, this is where we get into the real shit. It wasn't just to experiment on humans and see how they work. 
It was also to teach humans about extra extraterrestrial technology. Vladimir and Olga calmed down as the professor explained to them that there is a space war happening across the galaxy. The professor continued that this world was very important and at the center of this galactic war. This is where I'm like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> I hate stories where like the aliens tell you, oh, humans, you're the most special creature of all. That's why we come. I hate these stories. No, so, I feel that. I agree with you. I think it's all bullshit whenever shit like this happens. He, he continues. The one you call God hid valuable information within your planet, within the earth, and within the waters. So every resource that this planet is made out of has useful information. This motherfucker put data code in the fucking earth. <laughs> Remember that next time you piss on a tree, huh? God is an alien. That's apparently. ram you're pissing on. <laughs> God is an alien. I just learned that today. According to them, the one we call God, I don't know which one because there's several in this planet, he hid uh, valuable information in this planet. Those who are against God want that information destroyed. I don't know why, but it's very important that it's destroyed. Vladimir and Olga, now worried, the professor comforted them. He told them that if the earth was the earth i turned scottish y'all i'm still thinking about jeffrey i'm sorry the, the new earth if the, the new earth <laughs> that's a fucking reference he comforted them by telling them that if the earth was ever destroyed the son of god would come down and restore all living living beings that one kind of took me off as well he would come back and reset it yeah i don't know about that and he says the son of god so maybe Jesus is real? He's an alien? I mean, uh, last week or last episode, we talked about the, like, you know, we talked about UFOs and, like, historical pictures. And most of them I've seen are in religious paintings. Yeah. UFOs still watch, like, UFOs watching over Jesus, UFOs watching over the Virgin Mary. I guess. Jesus could be an alien. Honestly? Y'all know how, like, at the beginning of, like, the title... Uh, like when the theme song is playing, there's like a little robot. Yeah. I haven't given her a name yet, but she always says like random shit. I already know. She's going to say, is Jesus a cryptid? That's going to be great. However, the professor did not elaborate beyond that. So there's a great space war going on. God is real. He put information in the earth. And don't worry about the war because if everything gets destroyed, his son will come down and reset everything. That's kind of fucking creepy. <laughs> That's a lot of it. That's a whole information dump. Just go, just full on factory reset. Yep. <laughs> the, the meme of the the kid getting a haircut. He's like, "Oh, we fucked up. We gotta go bald." <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus coming out, touching the earth, looking back up, and go, "Dad, we fucked up. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Let's run it back. Run it back." The final question anyone asked was about death. The professor says that they're not worried about death because it's not what humans think. It's just a transition into another form of existence. So that's kind of a little, there is an afterlife. I want to get to a, a little topic about death after you finish the story. No, we could go into it. Um, not much left. Just, um, so today me and one of my coworkers, we were talking about, you know, it kind of started off mostly as joking. You know, the whole deja vu is you, you end up dying and you just restarted at a checkpoint. I do like that theory. So we actually kind of um, talked about, I think it was called quantum immortality, 
where um you die but your consciousness your conscious just goes to another deme- like another you know dimension where you didn't die yeah and that kind of goes along with my whole uh the, the Mandela effect I guess you could say yeah but yeah I was just kind of like thinking about that like the the death part where you mentioned it right now the like you don't really die you just go on to like another you're still you but in a universe where you didn't die so let's say if that theory is correct people who don't have much deja vu they haven't died that much in like throughout the universes pretty much so you jose who gets a lot of deja vu in mandela effects you're just telling me you're just dying across all reality (laughs) and just popping up all over (laughs) you know what um people who know me in real life know that i am extremely clumsy i have zero common sense (laughs) and i am prone to putting myself in dangerous situations not on purpose mind you just accidents i fucking love jose dude (laughs) little story um Last Friday was a truck day at work. Yeah. And I'm sweeping up and I lift my head up. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm picking myself up. And I, as I get up, this lamp is literally like right in my face. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> I almost burned my face at work. <laughs> oh my God. You got to be careful in receiving, man. I know people, have, I don't know them, but like, I know people have died. You gotta be fucking careful. I don't want you in another reality, Jose. I want you here. <laughs> Stay here for a while. God See, damn it. The, um, this same, not in the same truck, a truck before that. Fucking, uh, the truck was stacked very fucking poorly and very high. Yeah. So you would move one thing. Everything would move. Oh, dude. A fucking avalanche on me. <laughs> the thing, too, is I felt it happening and I took a step back. And this is a craft store I work at. So not everything is heavy. Yeah. Like there can be a big ass box, but it'll be full of feathers. So you're like, fuck, it's a huge box. You pick it up. If you pick it up, it weighs less than my girlfriend's five pound dog. So um I see a box, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like that like I see it wobbling. I'm like, okay, it's not not gonna be anything. This motherfucker thought it was feathers. That shit cracked. Like as soon as it fell, you heard a crunch. <laughs> and this happened right so I'm walking away. And it's like literally right at me. That shit fell where I was standing. <laughs> That shit made a dent in the concrete. Jose's like, damn, those are some heavy ass feathers. <laughs> like, you hear that fucking crunch as it lands. And I'm like, out of all the times. Oh, that's not safe. <laughs> Dude, going back to his clumsiness, when we got robbed, me and Zeus were the only people like, what the fuck is this guy up to? We were the only ones that were seeing red flags when he was asking, like, what are you guys doing? Jose on the other Oh, we're filming a podcast, dude. Check it out. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I was like that, but the dude was questioning, right? Like, yeah. I had a suspicion of what was going on, <laughs> but I was like, on the off chance, I'm just going to, you know, answer his questions, be friendly, and hope that it's not the situation that I think it is. Yeah. But, you know, dude, as much as, you know, we always go back to that robbery. I feel like the friendliness might have kind of helped out because he wasn't like, at the end of the day, he gave us our shit back, took the money, but he wasn't just like, I'm not going to take your, like, he no. He didn't take much money. He didn't rob like our, our expensive shit, like our microphones and the computer. And he just let us go. Because like, I feel like if we were hostile towards it, it could have ended up a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he asked us what we were doing and we were like, Fuck what do you, yeah, like, what do you care? Oh, I'll show <laughs> you. Yeah. He would have, yeah. you would have just heard a gunshot and just me on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you are right. It might have helped us. Yeah. Like, I try to be as funny as possible. But yes, I am extremely, like, co- like zero common sense, extremely clumsy as fuck. Then again, like I said, I never invited that man to come down there. I was just like, 
It's like that's what we're doing. I'm not saying you did, but like the way you responded was kind of funny in the moment because yeah. me and Zeus are just looking at each other like, "What the fuck is going on?" And just contrast to you being friendly, even if you're being friendly like strategically, it was still funny out of context. <laughs> out of context, you're like, you guys are like, "Hey, don't like." I guess you guys were like, "Don't engage." But, but I just mean, like get out of there quickly. Yeah. Just like be as like low. Like I answered his questions, then like one answer is like, "Oh, we're just here. Oh, just doing this." Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I feel like if we were extremely hostile, I could have gone very different. It probably could have. Although the gun was um, empty, as we saw afterwards. We could have beat his ass. The funny thing was how, like, I guess we kind of, like, took it not as serious when we were in the car going away. I remember, uh, because I told the dude, I was like, oh, well, you know, here's 50 bucks. And in my head, I'm like, uh, I didn't realize that I did not hand him 50 bucks until we were in the car. And I was like... I realized I was like, oh, fucking idiot. I gave him $40. <laughs> he wouldn't have counted it. Yeah. Well, going back to the story, I got not, not much left. After the professor tells him all of this about death is not really uh, what you think it is. It's a different form of existence. The floor then turns transparent beneath them, and it revealed that they were back on Earth. We're home, guys. The slug caterpillars ex- escort them back to the space boat. It flies over oceans and continents until they're back home in the Ukraine. They get back to their children, who are still waiting there, by the way. <laughs> their children are just there the whole fucking time, like, where you go? <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the night. How long has it been? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say? They're, they never mentioned how long yeah. they were gone? But they come back at night. Yeah. Keep in mind, they're abducted at night, and they come back before morning. So yeah. it can't be... More than a couple it hours. It can't be more, more than, than 10 hours, hours or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But the children are still fucking there. <laughs> like, where the fuck did you go, mom? <laughs> but they're tired. Yeah. They put their children to bed. And then they proceed to go to bed. They knock the fuck out. They just went through the cosmos, dude. I'd be tired, too. I, I walk two blocks. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> they both wake up in the morning. But no one talks about what happened. Because... Neither of them are too sure if what happened last night was fucking real. And they don't want to look crazy. Yeah. So this is an awkward situation just waking up. You clearly remember what happened, but you're like, I don't want to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't want to tell him. He's probably like, I don't want to tell her I fucked a Martian. <laughs> he's thinking. He's thinking. If this wasn't real, there's still a chance that I, I could save myself. <laughs> I did not cheat in front of my wife. I don't have to sleep on the couch. <laughs> this is fucking... Ru- uh, no, this is the Ukraine. He'll sleep outside in the snow. <laughs> but as the day went on, the memory did not fade. It kept being clear. <laughs> they were like... They were like... The more they thought about it, the more they freaked out. Like, why do I remember it? So this shit really happened, didn't it? <laughs> Until someone finally breaks the silence. And it turns out that, yes, they both remember every single goddamn thing that happened to them. The spacecraft, the slugs, the the Grim Reaper, the doctors, and even the Avatar sex alien. <laughs> <laughs> they were relieved to know that they weren't fucking crazy because imagine a whole day of just you remembering a whole last memory. You know what that might be like, Jose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I have an idea of something like that. So they're relieved that they're not crazy, but they're now terrified at the idea that this shit actually happened and there's fucking aliens out there. They contacted one of Vladimir's friends in Kiev. He goes by the name, I think she, it might be a she. She goes by the name of Yuri Stepanov. 
Yuri studied UFOs, and she was happy to help. Yuri made Vladimir draw pictures of what they saw. He drew the UFO, and he drew the creatures. I haven't found these pictures online. I'm going to look for them. I haven't, like, searched too much. Uh, but if we do, we're going to upload it on the Instagram. CrypticCoffeePod on Instagram.com. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> Olga also requested that they take several medical tests to check for anything that might have been left behind from the experience. Radiation, perhaps. They were also afraid that maybe the aliens chipped them or something. The gun that was never removed the in the story. fucking gun that's still in Vladimir's head. I just imagine like Vladimir waking up a gun to his fucking head. Did that story happen? <laughs> just the tip. like <laughs> It's he's a like, Beretta or something. He's like wondering. He's like, I wonder if that happened. Looks in the mirror, sees the gun. Oh. Might be a mystery. I don't want to bring it up. I might be crazy. <laughs> don't. Clearly sees the gun. Yeah, I think I'll I'll wait this one out. <laughs> Every time he sneezes, the gun goes off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little twenty-two, so it doesn't make like a big just. <laughs> Whenever he tries to hold in a sneeze, he does like the cartoon thing where he puts a finger in the <laughs> in the barrel. <laughs> so yeah, they get themselves tested to see if they have cancer or something because that's a possibility. Ironically enough, it turns out that the encounter actually improved their well-being. The, they well, got yeah. better. They got better, yeah. All right, so they got healthier, mm-hmm. did a whole trip around the galaxy. Homeboy fucked a Martian. There is nothing wrong with this story. Except for, you know, the fucking mutilation that they did. No, the mutilation they did to poor Olga. She didn't feel it, but she still saw it. She She was better at the end of it, though. Yeah. Even then, like, I know the space war thing is, but, like, even if you die, Jesus resets you. And even if you die afterwards, it's you don't die. You know what? I just had a brand new fucking theory that popped in my mind. What? The Jesus reset. The Jesus reset. What if Deja Vu is just a different incarnation of the Jesus reset? Then we suck because we're losing these fucking wars. <laughs> they keep destroying us all the time. We'll get it right one day. Yeah. So if you list everything that's happened so far, it's a win, 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 win for these guys. Yeah. Vladimir lost all of his gray hairs and noticed a significant increase in stamina after the abduction. Olga was cured of her chronic colitis, which is a digestive disease where your colon is in, in, in like, it inflates and it, it, it's not in the right track. So it's very painful and it affects, it affects how you digest food. Yeah. There's no cure for it. Olga got cured. <laughs> and here's the more interesting part. Olga gained the ability to purposefully make a drunk individual sober just by resting the palm of her hand on the person's forehead for about two minutes. Imagine your shit-faced drunk, which I think we've all been at one point or another. Can we take Olga to barcode? We just invite (laughs) Olga to barcode, drink all fucking day, and when you start losing that Mario Kart because you can't see the fucking track properly, hey, Olga, hit me. <laughs> they just start winning again. Zeus, you've never seen me at barcode. Those drinks are cheap and delicious. I, I will run up a I tab. I don't like there. Jose at barcode, dude. <laughs> that, I don't stop drinking. That dude goes crazy. <laughs> Jose is the the cartoon drunk. Like he'll start falling. <laughs> he'll start like I love you guys. <laughs> See, I don't think I've ever done the I love you thing. No, but you the haven't. falling. The falling. Um, I've caught you three times. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring up the thing with Shannon. When I fucked up my knee for three months. <laughs> I've 
caught you three times and I remember you fucked up your knee for a while. So, Zeus, uh, you might have heard the story in passing. Our listeners, some of them know it, some of them don't. I'm going to barcode. I got shit-faced and Shannon goes outside and I'm like, you know what? I don't want this dude to be by himself. I'm going to just go hang out with him. <laughs> so, a friend, you know, me and a friend go outside. We hang out with Shannon. We're out there talking. And I don't know how it comes to this, but Shannon's like, let's see how far we can. Like, let's just do jumps. I jump. I land straight on my feet. Don't like, don't think like I don't like follow. I land on my feet, and then my knee just fucks up on me, and then I fall over. You know what it reminds me now in the future? Have you seen that video of the guy that breaks his legs on the trampoline? No. <laughs> he falls from like a high place. He's gonna fall. He's gonna land on a trampoline and jump up. It's a trampoline park. Yeah. But the way he jumps and lands. It's so stupid. He didn't bend his knees and prepare to jump. He landed like he was just going to land on concrete or something. And the trampoline does nothing but break his legs. <laughs> you hear a sound. And like, ah! That's what he jumped. He jumped, landed straight on his legs, and just... God. Yeah, Jose's another fucking creature. He's a cryptid when he drinks. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I'm a cryptid because I'm more social. Mm-hmm. I'm just extremely fucking stupid. Let's take a look at a barcode. Let's see, like, I mean, get me drunk. Have that palm thing get me sober and then do it all over again. <laughs> we need to invite Olga out. She's single, probably. <laughs> After her, well, her fucking man, dude. However, <laughs> there was a dark side to their experience. And funny enough, it had nothing to do with the aliens or their side effects. It was all the hate they received from everyone who had heard their story. Wow. Even neighbors and former friends... We're calling them, quote, fame-hungry drunks. They're all saying they got drunk, they made this shit up, and now they're looking for fame. That's fucked up. In an effort to silence their critics, on January 22nd of 2012, Vladimir made the journey to Moscow to undergo a televised polygraph test on the show called Pro-Life. I don't know why it's called (laughs) Pro-Life. It's kind of weird. The episode would air on February 10th of the same year, so just a couple weeks later. And here's a quote from the person who conducted the test. I can safely say that he believes all the things that happened to him. Talking to extraterrestrial beings, alien experiments, visiting other galaxies. Maybe it was really a dream. Maybe he was really flying somewhere. But either way, he believes strongly. And that's the end of the dub no abduction. Damn. Thing about polygraph tests is that they're not really lie detectors. Like if you put me put me to a polygraph test, you could probably and, pass it. Yeah, like if you asked me to explain to you the house or the, the condo at the beach, I would explain to you the condo at the beach. Mm-hmm. Full details up from what I kid, and I you'd fully think, or oh, he believes this is a real place. That's exactly what the guy who made who did the test said. Yeah. He can't say if it's really happened or not, but he can say sh- safely. That Vladimir 100% believes what he says happened to him. Please tell me there's a clip of this uh, online. I would love to see Vlad taking this test. It would probably be in Russian, but we know that the, the show is called Pro-Life, and it aired on February 10th, 2012. Uh, 2012. So yeah, that's my story. First two-parter of the podcast. It's pretty great. Yeah. Homeboy fucked a Martian. And to think... I had no, I, I had no plan of showing this, of like reading this story. It just came up in Sequoia as an afterthought. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what we said, but you came up with the Brazilian uh, aliens. I was just like, 
I'm pretty sure I know of a story of a guy that fucked up some aliens. <laughs> See, my That's story, all that I remembered about this story. In my story, people got fucked up. They were uh-huh. shot with lasers. Yeah. They were burn marked. They, some of them got cancer. Two of them died. A colonel committed suicide. Yours was a lot more scarier. Yeah. And yours, dude fought some Martians. Dude got some practice in and he fucked a Martian. God damn. <laughs> Jason Muse would be so proud. <laughs> fucking hilarious i love this story now that i've done it it's fucking crazy so we're at an hour and 23 minutes we actually expanded this like for a while i thought it was gonna be like around an hour to be fair we did go into like tangents of me being a dumbass it's been two weeks it's been like three weeks actually it's been a while you guys got anything else to add no i think that was it and on that note (laughs) For the Cryptic Coffee Podcast, this is Efren. This is Jose. And Zeus. Saying goodbye. Adios. I know the Annabelle movies got better. And I kind of like the first one. You see it, right? Yeah. It's like right under you. Right here now. It's on your stomach. No, it's on your arm. No, I fucking lost it. It's on the paint can. It's inside here. Trap it. It's in the ether. The fuck is that? Just a fly. Yeah. That didn't look like a fucking fly. That wings were too skinny. Mosquito, my bad. Well, if I see it, I'm killing it. (laughs) For a mosquito, I have diabetes. (laughs) I have AIDS. <laughs> you your Magic Johnson did. We cannot. <laughs> l- l- Hello, people, bloopers. <laughs> we cannot have a fucking conversation about AIDS without mentioning the name Magic Johnson. For like the next 50 years, it's going to be. Say <laughs> <laughs> his mic just it. fell. Dude, that shit just fucking went wonk. <laughs> yeah. It too was laughing. That's the ghost of everyone that's died of AIDS in the 90s. Telling you to leave fucking Magic Johnson alone. God damn, poor man. He survived. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. I didn't even know we were recording yet. <laughs> oh, I've been recording. <laughs> we're literally just having a... Like, <laughs> there's a fucking mosquito flying, like a baby mosquito flying around. Oh, Magic I'm just Johnson. chilling with look at... <laughs> you national treasure. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy, man. You can't have a sing... You can't say AIDS without thinking <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> Let's do the experiment. Blank your minds, listeners. AIDS. See, he's there! He's there! He's smiling. He's got a suit on. Oh, going back to the black children uh, YouTube videos. The one that creeps me out the most. It's a guy in a cabin. You might want to re-edit that because he's at the black children. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jose had the same thought. I was like, what about the black children, Efrain? <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking to get canceled, huh, buddy?